0: Hello and welcome to the Just the Tumor Podcast. The podcast about living with and without cancer and navigating everyday life from two very different perspectives. I'm Ed, a student journalist.
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm Linda, a mother of five who walks full time and has belt cancer. I couldn't get anything
0: out of my mouth. This is every week with you when we do the intro. You you forget. So bad. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start printing the intro off. No,
1: I know it. Like I just was got a bit giddy there. And you don't even. I have to say all of it, no, and you were just. I don't just mind saying you took that piece on like
0: so. Um. Yeah. So we're on episode three now. Um had a bit of a hoo-ha with episode two but we, we keep moving and we keep going on and
1: p45s were nearly given out but anyway <laughs> we won't
0: discuss that today yeah it was linda's one yeah. Um, oh, just... so yeah so this week kind of just gonna have a chat about
1: <laughs> i'm completely forgetting what you wanted to talk about so we're gonna talk about how the week went and then we also want to talk about i suppose the screen and age oh yes the um, screen age in the context of other screening ages for other cancers and why bowel cancer is screened at quite a late age for us so yeah and then um we'll talk about the walk then that's next week
0: grant so how was? oh and week? the
1: two um articles start coming out tomorrow as well so you oh, we a yes. bit to tell you
0: um yeah so how was your week how was everything and
1: uh let me see. We had a bit of a hoo-ha with the with the podcast, so that was a bit of a nightmare. And then I was in work this week, and I was training yesterday. So to be honest, I'm adjusting it a bit better to work. I think it was just trying to get back into it, like took lumps out of me. But um, Tuesday was grand. I didn't get home till after six o'clock. Not like this, and I keep saying this, but like we were discussing it this morning as well. Carl's thinking of just getting rid of the car because we it's broke. Like, but my life would be so much easier if he was collecting me from work like i wouldn't be as tired so the the journey home's a bit of a trek and then yesterday i was training um because we're transferring from one what's the word i'm looking for from one network to another so we got new mobiles and new laptops and we had to do a training day on that that was really good the facilitator was sound like which always makes training better like you know so i enjoyed that and I'm off today. I had my bloods this morning. And I'm on chemo tomorrow if my iron isn't too low. So there's no guarantee that. I'll be honest. She told me this morning that the progress with chemo... If your iron is over 8. So if my iron is over 8, it'll go ahead. But if not, it won't. So I don't know if I'm having chemo till tomorrow. We'll see. So yeah, it hasn't been too bad of a week. That's not bad. Yeah. Considering last week, the
0: this in that that hospital went on and stuff.
1: Yeah, last week was really tough. This week wasn't too bad, and I enjoyed walk a bit more this week. Like the stuff I was doing, I enjoyed it a bit more. But it's just the getting home. Like I just wish we had a car. Wish we could afford to just get the car fixed because when I finish walk, like, because I was saying to my team leader, I'd like to walk eight to four because then I'm home and all. Especially with the summer coming in, you're home and all. It's still bright. Um, rather than five um, so if he collected me like I'd be home and all by, before half hour like it'd be great um, but look if it's meant to be it'll be at the minute I'm getting the bus and I'll just I won't moan about it I'll just get on with it while I'm moaning about it but yeah it was grand what about your week? Uh,
0: yeah my week was grand my week's just the same thing just finishing stuff for college and kind of working um, nothing really exciting happens in my life You'll probably have a more exciting
1: not really.
0: life than I do.
1: Sometimes, not all the time. I'm wrecked today, though, I have to say. I'm tired now because I had to be up early to go and get me bloods. And then I'm up early again tomorrow. I suppose the good thing about chemo this week is it was cancelled last week, so I rang the nurse on Monday because I couldn't get through to the hospital because I have to organise my appointments, obviously. So she rang me back and she was like, look, I can fit you in on Friday but I'm not going to be able to fit your chemo in until 4pm. So she said, like, that's a bit late, but if I fit you in after the bank holiday on Tuesday, it's going to be exceptionally busy, like it's a nightmare. And I said to her, but sure, I always go home after seeing the oncologist for a couple of hours and come back for chemo. I never get chemo early, like. And I said, I always get my bloods on Thursday. I'll come in about half nine, see the oncologist, go home and come back at four. So at least I know tomorrow if I'm having chemo, I'm booked in for four o'clock. So if I go down at half nine and I see the oncologist at half eleven, I will be home at twelve for a couple of hours, which is grand, better than sitting waiting. Like. Mm-hmm. And even when I go back at four, I'll still sit there till five until they call me, like, because they're just so busy on a Friday. You know, if I don't have chemo, I'm going to have to put it off for two weeks because we've got the walk next week and I can't change it again. Um. So, yeah, we will just have to figure it out. But we wait and see what happens tomorrow. I don't know, Ed, we'll see.
0: Um. Yeah. Well. Look. Does see what way everything goes? Are you? Uh, are you, So, if you do have your chemo tomorrow, you'll be on chemo for Easter. How?
1: Yeah. Like I have to go to Rap Mines on Sunday at two o'clock and have it removed. That's always the way. That's what I do. Um. We're not really doing much for. I would. You know what, Ed? I would have loved him to take the kids away for a few days. I really would. have, But it's just. I just can't afford it. Mason was like yesterday. Can we have a holiday? I know we went to London, but it wasn't a holiday. It was, it was we had to go like it wasn't really a holiday, um, so they haven't really got up to much over the Easter. they went to the park yesterday. That's all they've done in like a week of them. A week of the midterm is uh, is nearly over and they've done nothing. Like, um, and I'm so like I so I'm not back been paid fully or anything yet. So yeah, we just we'll just have to. Yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that.
0: You love chocolate, though, don't you? You love an Easter oh, egg, like,
1: yeah, Jesus. And that's what I was saying. Like, I, I don't know whether I need to see a dietician or speak to a nutritionist because I have no, there's no balance b- between healthy food and non-healthy food. Like, some days I leave four bars of chocolate. Hmm. Like, and apparently tumors feed off sugar and there's me shoveling the chocolate in. And, like, another thing, I don't drink fizzy drinks. I'm not, like, and if I do, I have a Diet Coke. I crave busy drinks all the time like I want a can of coke every day and that must be chemo it has to be
0: yeah probably one of the side effects of chemo yeah
1: like busy drinks and I'm not a busy drink person really but I will drink one can of coke a day you now, which was never never me like but uh back to your question yeah I'm a sucker for chocolate
0: see I don't like easter eggs I hate easter eggs not no. even
1: easter eggs just
0: chocolate you just love chocolate in general mm. Easter's your holiday is it all the like crisps food.
1: used to be my thing but now it's like
0: see I'm like that I love crisps whereas I'm not a mad lover of chocolate I find like people used to buy me easter eggs all the time and I'd be like I don't know why you're buying them they used to get broken up yeah. and put in the freezer
1: I don't like the easter egg chocolate but I like the, the whatever kind of sweets you get in them now where last year I have to say last year Erlola wanted a Terry's chocolate orange and it ended up a friend of mine drove down on Easter morning and gave us one because we couldn't get one And now this year, she wants the plain m She keeps saying, the plain M&M one, can't find it anywhere. I have the rest of the kids' Easter eggs. They get one big Easter egg off us. We don't go mad and buy loads, like, but they get a big one. Mm. And she's the only one I haven't got for, because she always picks one that you can't find. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same with the kids. Like, they do go in the fridge as well. They're not, like, they wouldn't be lovers of chocolate. Um,
0: I think it's just the novelty of it sometimes. The novelty of it is...
1: See, I got Carla a Reese's one. He loves those Reese's. So uh, I hope he buys me a nice one. Galax- <laughs> galaxy. <clears throat> if you're listening to the podcast before Sunday, Carla, like an old Galaxy. Is this anything you
0: want? You can just put through the podcast and the know. message and when he listens to it, you can...
1: He doesn't hear it, he bleeps out. Yeah, so yeah, I do I like, have to find a balance between my, my foods because it's ridiculous the amount of sugar I eat, which wasn't... I have to be honest though, this chemo... I find is a lot more difficult than the first one. Like on the first one I was on steroids. I was on oxaliplatin, which was the platinum in the chemo. And I flew through my chemo. The first one I got really bad mouth ulcers, but I flew through them, right? This time I'm on blood thinners. I'm not having steroids. And I feel like I struggle more with the chemo now. I don't know whether it's the blood thinners, um, but I used to take four steroids every morning I was on chemo. But they took it away because you don't need it when you're not on the oxaliplatin. And I'm not really, I'm probably not coping as well on this round than I did on the last one. Like I've already had one cancelled. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know what that's all about, but yeah.
0: Maybe it is the lack of the steroids. Maybe the steroids were giving you that
1: energy or something. Energy. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm not really sick on it. I'm not saying that. It just, it just feels different. And then I wonder, because I'm not having oxaliplatin, which killed off all my tumors like they were tiny is this one doing the same job like without the oxaliplatin are my tumors being kept away like because i would hope what i'm going to talk to my oncologist tomorrow about and i'll have to write a list because i'm very as you know i'm very forgetful when are we going to scan to see how my liver's looking because we haven't we don't know how the liver's looking after the resection and it's three months and um, where, where are my cancer markers so my cancer markers were 50 when I was diagnosed and by the end of my 6th rounds back in October they were 4.9 which is amazing Mm. but I wonder now if if, if they were 4.9 and I've had 6 tumours removed what are they now, nothing so when I was getting my bloods this morning I said to the guy "Are you do my cancer markers and he said yeah so I know in the morning to ask that question because I'm I'm always intrigued to find out if my cancer markers are going lower the chemo's working, if they're rising then something's not working yeah, you know, so that's why it's good to know. But uh, I, I'd really like to see how my liver's looking. I don't want to wait in another six weeks because that's how long it is till my chemo's finished. I think we should try scan now and have a look at the liver and see. Because to be honest, Ed, if they came back to me and said, "Oh, there's a couple of growths in your in your liver," I don't know what I'd do. I'd be fucking distraught. I'd yeah. have a smoke after after giving them. The mo- I'd have a smoke. I'd be like, "Fuck yous now." I'm having this cigarette like and that's another thing like this is all I think this is all psychological as well when I had my four six rounds of chemo I was a smoker and I didn't give them up and I didn't cut down either now I'm not a smoker the chemo feels harder at this time like what's that all about?
0: maybe uh, would it be partly you're dealing because you're obviously dealing with trying to give up the smoke still because you...
1: every day I, I want a cigarette every day I feel that feeling but I haven't I'm an all or nothing like that's me so i either have one or I won't. And I haven't had even, unless someone walks by me and blows it at me, that's about the only time I, I'm near it. Like You're sucking the smoke out of yeah. cigarette. <laughs> like, hanging out with them. But, um, because that's the way I am. Because if I have one drag, that's it, I'm back there. If they told me tomorrow that my cancer had spread, the first thing I would do. Someone said to me, when I went back to work, do you think you'll be off them forever? And I said, because people knew I was a heavy smoker. I love me smokes and I rarely drink. Do you know what I mean? And one of my colleagues said to me, do you think you'll be off them forever? And I said, I'd like to say yeah. But if they told me tomorrow that my my cancer had spread, I'd go outside. I'd sit down. I'd have a cigarette and a cry. And I'd be like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm going to go anyway. So I might as well go out with a bang. Do you know I Have what a mean? cigarette. Yeah. I do you know? So, yeah. That's, I don't know where we, I went with that conversation. But, yeah, that's... Well, and look. that's why I'm eating so much four bars of chocolate a day because I'm not like everything's you're overcompensating though because you're not smoking so I was on training yesterday and I spent the whole training eating
0: did they provide food? no
1: them? like I had stuff in my bag I had like brioche rolls and I had oranges I had a banana and then one of the girls was going out to shop at about 20 to 12 I got a portion of cocktail sausages and I ate them then it was lunch at one I bought a big turkey and egg mayo with tomatoes and then I had a whisper and a cup of tea and a bottle of coke and then in the afternoon, I had biscuits.
0: But it's good that you have an appetite, like. I yeah, but if you
1: think about a healthy balance, that like I had a turkey and egg mayonnaise sandwich. Like everything else was pretty crap food. Like so, it's again trying to start eating better, eating healthier. You know.
0: Will that happen though?
1: I probably would need a bit of support around that, as in a bit of guidance around what are the good foods. You know why is good. Because people talk about everything's processed, you know. And you, as you know me, probably not as well as others, like I am really fussy as well. Really fussy or so.
0: And if you, if, so if you went and spoke to your oncologist about your diet and about how you would refer me
1: to a dietitian, that's completely out of their control. They would have no answers for me like.
0: Yeah, but even the referral to a dietitian, would that not benefit you?
1: Yeah, it would do, yeah. And I could do that if I felt I needed um, to do it. I think I'm gonna need that after my lip, my bowel surgery, so I don't know whether we spoke about this in one of our you no know, because complete, it's completely off what we were talking about. Did I tell you in one of the podcasts about the man in the hospital who asked me how yeah. far up my tumor was? That's playing on my mind a lot. So in my head now, no, I haven't spoke to any consultants like Dr. Larkin and myself haven't met about my surgery, right? But in my head, I'm thinking right. I'm going to have my bum sewed up because this healthless told me that you get your bum sewed up when your liver, when your tumor's down really low, right? And apparently I'm nearly sitting on mine. So they sew your bum up and you get in a colostomy bag. So I have a lot of anxiety around that and a lot of like, oh, will I just say no, I'm not having
0: it. Did that man have belts? Yeah, surgery?
1: that's what he had done, you see. And that's what he was saying, oh, you're nearly sitting on it. You know they're going to sew your arse so. up. <laughs> That's what he said. In (laughs) in the middle of fucking chemotherapy, the place was packed. I was just sitting there going, doody-doo. I didn't need to hear that. I did not need to hear that because that's completely playing in my mind now that they're going to sew me butt up.
0: Yeah, but a lot of what we've spoken about on this podcast is everyone's experience
1: is different. So
0: just because he had that done doesn't necessarily mean But he's not
1: the only one. And I know that from a little bit of research, like it is a common thing that can happen. Um, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen for me, but yeah, it's definitely. And I, that, why I'm saying that is, is I don't know what the outcome of my bowel surgery will be. Whether I'll have a bag, whether it'll all be fine, and I won't need a bag or whatever. But I think that's when a dietitian's really going to come in handy, because apparently when you have a resection of your bowel and you end up with a bag or whatever, like you can't eat stuff like nuts and beans, which are things that you would eat a lot, like I do nuts and beans, um, those kind of things, whether that's to do with fertile or not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it. But there's a lot of like people saying like you can't eat stuff like that. So that's when a dietitian will probably be the best time for me to see one or a nutritionist or whatever. Because then you'll really have a strict diet because certain things will trigger your bowel because it's obviously it's been operated on. And I suppose that's conversations we'll have down the road when I have a clear plan. But he just kind of put the shit, up me you know, pun intended. <laughs> like, how far up is that? Are you sitting on it? I was just like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> but like, I, I get I get the anxiety around it and stuff like that, but you don't, like, you have not been... He, he's just some random man that had his experience yeah. and other people yeah. have had their experiences, but you haven't...
1: Even had a conversation. Yeah, yeah
0: there's, you have no information whatsoever. Yeah. Your case is your case. But I'm already work. thinking,
1: oh God, what... Before I ever had bowel cancer, my biggest fear was having a colostomy bag. It just gave me anxiety. Now, that's not to say that I'm like, like I have a bad opinion of it. I'm scared, like it scares me. Like people say, what's your worst fear? And a lot of people say death, right? Mine was having a colostomy bag. I always had a fear. I don't know what the fear is, but I have a huge fear around that, right? and then when Dr Larkin said that to me I told him that and I said do you know what I'd, I'd live with a colostomy bag over cancer now that you've told me I've cancer like yeah. you know um, so I always had that fear that was death wasn't my fear that was my fear and now my fear is nearly becoming a fucking reality so maybe I should have said my fear was being a millionaire and I'd become a millionaire
0: that wouldn't happen that absolutely wouldn't happen do you know what I
1: mean do you get what I'm saying like that's how my mind works like I really feared and was scared of a colostomy bag and now I'm at the stage where I could possibly have one
0: but do you like you don't know what it's like to have one. You've not no, had one. No,
1: but I just had a fear of it, yeah.
0: And that's the fear because you don't know. That's yeah. the unknown that's for, yeah. that has you have that fear. Oh, it
1: terrifies me. Like. But, like, but now that's going to be, that could be my reality to save my life. And if
0: you had one, right, say for the first month or two, it would take some adjusting because course, it's a whole new yeah. thing. But then after a month or two, yeah. it becomes the norm for you. And you because just live comes with your- it
1: if you don't have it redone after because after six months you can have it you can have your bowel put back to normal what's that called doesn't no, oh, i can't think of the word for it there's so many technical words we use but you can actually have it reversed and get your bowel back working again and they take the bag away i can't remember what it's a bowel. it's a reverse, some reverse i don't know it i can't remember what it is and after six months you can have that done mm. so that's an option but i suppose until i sit down but I suppose I just went around the world with saying that's probably when a dietitian will come in. Like, there's no point now because now I'm just plodding along doing my everyday thing. But when it comes to that surgery, that's when my diet will have to be very strict, changed. You know, there's certain foods you just can't eat anymore, and there's certain foods that that's okay. Like, so yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but like I wouldn't worry about. I I know that it's a worry, but. I would try not to worry about things. You haven't had a conversation with any medical professional. You've no. had a conversation with some man that had his experience in a hospital, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But also, there's no point dwelling on these things until you have the conversation. And then, when you have the conversation, sit down and reevaluate things and be yeah, like, course, this and "Yeah, of course, yeah, is this.
1: Yeah.
0: And look, you you had at the start when you were diagnosed, you were like, "Oh, how am I going to cope with this? Mm-hmm. How am I going to deal with this?" You've done. A whole round of chemo you're doing a whole another round. you've had your liver resected yeah and you've got through it all
1: and people always say to me you are fucking amazing but you're not you just have to live yeah you can't lie down and die I have to keep going and like I spent my life fighting and I feel like I'm just plodding along doing the same thing I'm fighting a battle and no one else can fight it for me this one has to be I have to fight myself you know so yeah whether I have me arseholes up or not, I can't believe people talk about it like that. But that's what he said to me. But look, it'll be a couple of more weeks, and I'll know. But uh, I still get a little bit scared. He kind of. That's why I haven't probably made a big circle of friends within the in the oncology department. Like I wouldn't have people that I'd meet for coffee or anything, because like some people give you too much because they're years ahead of you in their recovery. Mm and you're like oh my god I don't want really to hear that you know so I kind of don't have I haven't really made any friends within the oncology I go in I do what I need to do and I leave and I chat to people but it doesn't become anything more than that and if I feel like the chat is going somewhere where that I'm starting to feel anxious then I kind of will steer away from it because yeah everyone as you said everyone's situation is, is different you know which leads me on to talking about the screening thing that I wanted to talk about Eddie um, I was looking at it the other day where it was saying cervical cancer is 25 is the screening age and what was the other one breast cancer is 50 and then bowel cancer is 60 Like we use our bowels from the day we open our eyes when we come out of our mother's wombs for 60 years we use our bowel before anyone feels the need for us to have it checked and I just think that's bizarre like, if you, would you drive a car for 60 years without having it checked? Like, no, you wouldn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just, it just doesn't sit with me. Like, 60 years of, like, you use your, your your cervix in your womb as well, I know. And you start getting periods when you're 11, 12. can be younger for some people, older for others. But your bowel you're using from the day you fucking wake up. Mm. Not wake up, come out of your mother's womb or whatever. And you do that black tar shite. Which is like the start, <laughs> black tar. Yeah, babies when they're born, their first poo is always like black tar. Oh <laughs> right? right, I can't say I. <laughs> well, not I've had babies. Father. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's disgusting. Like so, that's that's the. In- so I just, I just find it so bizarre that the age of sixty, like, I- so unless you think something's wrong with your bell, you don't have to get checked.
0: And it is very interesting because that's a that's really really high like for a screening age like massively now to be fair it's quite as far as i'm aware it's quite common in all other countries like the bell screening age for cancer is very high in a lot of other countries like they don't it's not at a lower age which i'm curious i'd be curious to know why is it's it's obviously to do with research it's to do with there's there's reasons for these things but this was something that I was thinking what we could do is we could start a campaign. Yeah. Okay, so we start a petition, yeah. send it around, and we can try, we can lobby to try and get... The age. The age lowered. Even if it's lowered by... I don't see it being lowered dramatically to 20 or 25. But, but even, even
1: 40, ads. Yeah, or 10, you know, 15 40, years. Like, if you think about it, I, I'm 45. I've had five children along the way. So my body is, you know, it's, it's had its wear and tear. Um, and like I, and as we know, I was diagnosed last July, I was 44. But to be diagnosed with stage four, you have had to have had it for a number of years, I would imagine. You know, so we're still talking like early 40s, you know. And in that time, because I'm anemic, I've always been anemic, right. So I get regular bloods nothing ever showed up in my bloods to indicate that there was an issue so like when I got me but get me bloods done for me iron I get me liver and kidney functions so I had all these tumors on my liver and nothing came up and if they did I wasn't informed do you know what I mean so is it the only way to find out if someone has something wrong with their bowel is to do like colonoscopies or the pooing in the pot (laughs) it's <laughs> pooing in the pot. Because that's what you do when you're 60. They send you out a jar, you poo in it, and you send it back in the post.
0: Oh the pot. Yeah. Poor
1: postman. And then it's 60 to 69. and So from the age of 60, then every two years, you'll do that same thing. Now, I think once you send it in once in the pot, I think then every two years you get a colonoscopy or something. But initially, it's a pot that you send to the post, and then you get a letter or a phone call to say it was good or bad, or the found blood in it, which indicates that you need a colonoscopy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, I just find it bizarre that you wouldn't leave your car for 60 years without getting it a service. It is you
0: strange. You just
1: wouldn't, like...
0: It is strange, and, but it seems to be like cervical cancer is quite... That's quite a low age for, like, but, but even... Smear
1: tests are at 25, but, like, Keaton is 22, and I remember when I had Keaton... I had had a smear test before I was ever pregnant on him, and then when he was born, he had got a smear test six weeks or six months after. I can't remember now. So I was getting smear tests from a young age, like twenty two, and now the age is twenty five. And to be honest, there are young girls a lot younger than twenty five who are getting um who are getting like having issues like, uh, like cervical cancer cells or what the HPV. Like I am forty five. I am religiously i always used to watch jade goody who died of cervical cancer at quite a young age and i have religiously always had smear tests never miss one always get them on time and just funnily enough they've always been clear so i've never had a bad cervical smear and then last year i was due my five-year checkup smear test and i decided i have it done two weeks it was a week or two before i started my chemotherapy So I'd just been diagnosed with bowel cancer, went in, had my smear test, hadn't had any chemo, and it came back that I had the HPV virus. Now I didn't have, and then they did extra tests, but my cervix was fine, didn't have any cancer cells. It was just the HPV virus. Had no idea what it was. It was irrelevant to me because I never had smear tests that were were irregular. So for that reason, because they didn't find any kind of cancerous cells in my cervix, I didn't have to go in and have the uh, lara or something with camera in your belly, but I don't know because I, I haven't had any work like that done. But what it did mean was that I have to have a smear test this year, so not five years, one year. So,
0: so deadly, because yeah.
1: I have the HPV virus, I'm back in July for a smear test, which has never happened, but I'm sure all the chemo I've had is probably slaughtered that, and I'll get a good please God, I'll get a good um a good reading on my next um smear. But it just goes to show I never in my life had a bad smear until I got cancer, and then one one of my my, my last smear tests last July came back with HPV virus. Now I don't know I don't know much about the HPV virus, but I reckon my chemo has uh, killed it off, whatever it was. And I'd like to see um, a good result. But because religiously I get me smears. I've never had an issue. And when I did, it was caught straight away. Like that you've got the HPV. I did what I needed to do. And I will go back in July and get my next smear, you know? Yeah. So I suppose with this cervical check, women do get it done. Like from a, once you're 25, you know, I know, I know women who were terrified to go in a doctor's bed and open their legs and get a fucking smear test. Like, and it's crazy because it's so important. And um, now I've gone around the world as I usually do. But like, why can't they lower the age of bells? Like, what what is the idea behind being sixty and having a bell screening? Like, what is, who made that um rule, and what's the idea behind it? Like, mm.
0: is it to do with research around? Yeah. Are there more people sixty and up getting bell cancer yeah. than there are younger people, or is there more? is it a cost issue like are they yeah. can they not have can the state not and afford and to be honest
1: it? Eddie like I can only speak from my experience so when we do this podcast I always speak from my experience in the hospital I attend so I don't know what goes on in every other hospital in the country but what I do know is when I go into hospital every second Friday the people I meet aren't in their late 60s aren't in their early 60s do you know what I mean they're mm, younger a bit older but like there's not that many elderly people I'm not saying 60 is elderly but there isn't that many elder people that I see and um, they're not all young either like there is that there is that balance like it's a bit about so when does the cri- what changes the criteria like for you to be screened mm. you know because I've read some stories on those bowel cancer sites where people have been pushing for two years but the doctor wouldn't send them for a fucking colonoscopy because they were too young and in the end, it turned out that they had got cancer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: and they were two years with that, and how how yeah. two years, and, the and now
1: they're stage this one girl's stage three, two years. So if I'm if I was stage four, what was like three years of cancer maybe? Yeah, I don't know. You know, and that's the thing as well. How healthy was I? Like in a sense that I wasn't very sick. I, I wasn't sick at all, really. Do you know what I mean? And, up until, and when I went to see my oncologist, he said to me, the main thing is now, Linda, is you're symptomatic now? In the six weeks building up to it, I suppose, when I started to have symptoms. But he said to me, the most important thing is that you're symptomatic now. You know? Um, so it would be good to do a bit of research around the aging and stuff and why, why it is 60. And what needs to be done to reduce that age. Will it ever reduce? Or will it always be like 60? You know, so, so now what, what's your thoughts?
0: Um. Yeah, so, yeah, like it, this, I think the screening age is very high. Now, obviously, it'll be good for us to look into why that is and basically, because there is a reason for it. I'm sure there's a reason for it. There's a reason for all these screening ages, but a lot of them seem quite high, not just bowel cancer, but a lot of the screening ages. Do you know what the screening age for breast cancer is? 50. Like that's really high, considering yeah, a lot of it's women, very common. Yeah.
1: And you know what? I will say this as honestly as I can, and then you, I'll let you finish what you were saying. I, the clinic I go to on a Friday is Breast and Bell Cancer Clinic, and like the women with breast cancer, their journey seems to be a lot tougher than mine. I can't speak for everyone with Bell cancer, but as a Bell someone with stage four Bell cancer, and my journey so far. Like, the women with bowel cancer, their, their, their chemotherapy seems to be more toxic, more rough on their bodies. They lose their hair. You know, they go through a lot. Um, and they are quite young women-like. You know, there are women who are 50 and over, but there is a lot of young women with breast cancer too. But sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, just, you know, with the old chemo, if I don't say it when I need to say it, then I forget. So go on, sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's interesting that, the ages for screenings are really, really high yeah. in this country, and like, it just baffles me because, is there research around the? I'm sure that there are a lot of young people that get cancer, whether it be bowel, breast, cervical cancer, mm. liver, can, like any sorts of cancers. I'm just, I would love to know the reason as to why, where, when were these decisions made? How were they made? Were they made with any research backing them? Or are, are they, just, they government
1: policy like? Yeah. Because it's down to resources and funding.
0: Or is it a hospital like because that could lie that might not even be a government thing, that might be a hospital thing and each hospital but why has, do
1: people lobby to the government to change ages? They don't lobby to the hospitals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So is it government? And I'm all, sure
0: if there's a standard age of 60 for bowel cancer I'm sure that every hospital follows that I'm not sure, I'm yeah, sure that that's not.
1: but I didn't what I meant by that was I don't I don't observe the age differences in other hospitals because I only go to one specific hospital yeah. and I see it there so I can only talk about that hospital when I went to another hospital about my liver resection and the, like they were seeing very few people because of COVID like And there was only six or seven people. It was a variation, but it seemed to be across the board that anyone that was there was like my age or older. Whereas when you're in the hospital I go to, you you see like different ages. I've seen guys your age, and I feel very sad when I see people your age because I just think, Holy Jesus Christ! Like they're only babies, really. Mm. You know, which.
0: But to be fair, like you're Mm. forty four.
1: Because I remember that when I was, I think I was, like, for the first three times I walked up them stairs to oncology, my anxiety was, I was nearly vomiting Eddie, I couldn't even eat. And I remember one day saying to Carl, Jesus, the, the old people, God loved them. And he said back to me, but they've lived Linda, you haven't. You know, because I'm, I've lived for 44 years, but I've, and that, I never look at it like that. I look at it like it's unfair on everybody. And like if you're older and more frail it must be so much harder to, to manage because it's not nice like it really isn't it's not a nice thing but anyway yeah
0: so going on from that what we will plan to do is start a petition mm. and look whether something comes of the petition or whether or not at least we're doing something to kind of yeah try and look. get the age lowered yeah and um, even, and even if like you said it was lower to 40 or lower to 45 15 or 20 years yeah. that makes a big difference in someone's life it does. and in someone whether someone they might catch you it when it's stage 1 and not when it's stage 4 or stage yeah. 3 you know it could make a huge like to be difference. honest Ed,
1: if, if my cancer was caught when I was stage 1 I'd be cured and that's fucking shite like and I'm very hormonal today, so I'm crying like. But it's true. Like if they caught my cancer at stage one, I'd have chemo and possibly surgery. Not all, not everybody has surgery. And then like I know so many people who've had stage one bowel cancer and been fully cured, and then there's the unlucky ones like me who fucking will never be cured, and that's unfair. You know. So if we can't lower the age and we can't save other people from going through this. Like what's the fucking point? Like you know.
0: And that's what we'll aim to do with yeah. the, with the petition. We'll start the petition and we'll work at it. And look, things don't change overnight. And i every time we do something together, you end up. I end up having you crying. I know. I know. And I'm it like, just
1: upsets me, like because if I was stage one, I know that there's a better outcome for me. But because I'm stage four, there's not a better outcome. Like there's a better outcome, but it's not the best outcome. Like.
0: But also, is there a point in you? Is there a point in you dwelling on that? Because that's not the case. That's no, not the No, not
1: really. No, point. I don't so, really think about it like that. You know, because but at the same time, wouldn't it be nice to be stage one, not stage four? You know,
0: it would. But also, wouldn't, be could, nice cancer, exactly, like, say, wouldn't yeah. it be nice to not have cancer? Exactly. Yeah. You could say, wouldn't it be nice to not have cancer? Wouldn't it be nice for cancer never to exist? But yeah. look, that's not the world we live in. And no, I know. There's no point dwelling on it. We can do what we can do, and we can we'll work at it, and we'll try and get our government to. Lower the age, it's important and look, if we can change at least one thing Yeah we'll like, see. And yeah. speaking of doing And we won't hold
1: their breath today either, <laughs> but like look, let's let's see what we can I I just get frustrated because I see people younger than me and I think I'd say people older than me look at me and go, Fucking hell. Ed, like even on training, like the amount of people who say to me, Linda, do you really have cancer? Like you're flying it like um, it's mad so if older people probably look at me and go Jesus she's very young to have cancer and then I look at other people younger people and go Jesus Christ the poor might like you know they're only starting their life so there has to be something done like we have to but we need to do our research around the statistics as well because there's no point in trying to petition if there's only, like, 2% of people in the country because they'll be like, fuck off, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to see the statistical outcome first and then we can have a look at that then, yeah.
0: Um, and speaking of doing things related to the petition, speaking of doing things that are good, good segue to the mountain.
1: Climb. Hike, climb, walk, yeah. hike. So that's yeah. next Friday, the tw- next Saturday, the 23rd. So we are going to be walking the my Lussa mountain in County Clare next Saturday the twenty-third, and we're meeting at the start of the mountain at 10am in the morning at 10am on Saturday morning and I'm only that finding out of, this now but that was always the plan so but yeah, I only found out now No, I'm doing we'll this get now. with the programme because it's always been that early. isn't that why I said to you I'd like to stay the night before because then I wouldn't have to travel for two hours that morning and then walk So really because me. I can't afford to stay the night before so now we're fucking travelling excuse the language for two hours and then we're walking for nearly four hours and then we're travelling back for another two hours so we're going to be wrecked
0: so we have to leave Dublin about seven
1: o'clock eight o'clock Jay said we leave at eight o'clock and we get there for ten We get there and then we the walk starts i think he said 10 o'clock so yeah um and we look it'll be good crack we'll have like to be honest i'm thinking linda what were you thinking like you know the two-hour drive is is, it's going to be tough like i would be wrecked after that never mind doing the walk um but there's a go fund me for that we're raising money for our cancer support service we have some t-shirts if anyone wants to come along and join us, they're more than welcome. People we know, people we don't know, it, it, no matter who we are, if Eola, Nihal Martin wants to join us, that'd be great. We could have a chat with him about the and <laughs> age, couldn't we? No, but like if people come along, like if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. We're going to do it anyway. But it'd be nice to have others uh, come along as well and support us. And just to say, I've spoke to a good few people now from my Instagram page, When You Have Hope, that Instagram page, um. And I must have about eight people who've had some kind of experience with cancer who are happy to come on and talk to us. So that's good going forward too. And different kind of stories, like it's not all bowel cancer. Mm. There's different kinds or there's people who've lost someone with with cancer. So that's that's good to know that people are open to doing that. But hopefully people are open to coming and doing that three-hour, 28-minute walk with us. Your brother talked yeah, I know, and
0: I've only found out now that it's start at 10 a.m. Yeah, we morning. have to
1: leave at 8 a.m. Yeah, we like we have to be on the road at 8 a.m. I'd love to stay the night before, I just can't afford it, like, um, because it is going to be too I know it's going to be too much, like, and then he said he sent me a list today, like, walking boots and like proper leggings, and I'm like, I was just going to wear me runners and a pair of leggings, to be great. Uh-huh.
0: It's
1: like, no, get a pair of walking boots. Does any uh, sports shops want to sponsor us a pair of walking boots? <laughs> <laughs> how expensive are walking boots I don't know if they're about 30 or 40 quid but I'm going to spend money on something that I'm not going to wear again you're going to wear them once for that no mountain. I know you'll I have know.
0: to start hiking you'll do what Jay does hiking one mountain well more. what
1: your brother said to me was now that like once you get better you might take on going to the gym or mountain climbing I was like there's more chance of me taking on fucking pole dancing than either of them sure you're she, not going
0: would... to <laughs> wear hiking boots in the gym
1: it's just if um, it rains we need the hiking boots so you know I don't know
0: Will we go half on
1: one boot each? A
0: one boot each. <laughs> we can wear one boot and one runner. Yeah. Or what we could do is we go half on a pair and I can wear them for the first half and you can wear them yeah, for but the I'm
1: second half. A for <laughs> no, an uh, I'd be like slipper. <laughs> <coughs> I'm like a scuba diver flip flop and it'll take me six hours to go up and down that bleeding mountain no but it'll be good crack we will have a bit of crack some people said they are going to come and join us I have t-shirts I've got 15 because I, I'm not really hopeful that people are going to give up their time to do that because they must be out of tiny minds if they do And um, so I have, I didn't get lots of t-shirts but even if you have a spare euro you know, throw it into the old donation pot there for the charity yeah you know
0: Um and the GoFundMe is doing well actually it's yeah. doing really well but well,
1: I put a limit on it of 500 because I just know that people are like supporting a lot of charities and then there's the whole thing going on in Ukraine and you know people are, are donating and supporting that as well which is rightly so so I didn't want to be putting pressure on people but um like even to meet the target 500 would be great you know what I mean yeah um and as I said, the money goes straight to ARC. Like, they have their own account. It does, I don't have any control over any of that money, which is great. Because I don't have to worry about all of that. Then it just goes to them. Whereas if you're doing something like the mini-marathon, you have to fucking collect all the money on your sponsor card. And then you have to, you know, give it over. Whereas this, it just goes straight to them. So that's good. So that's next Saturday, the 23rd of April. Leaving Dublin at 8 o'clock. Arriving in Clare. And I'd say we'll start the walk between 10 and half 10. By the time we get organised, now make sure you bring a big flask of tea and I'll bring a big flask of tea. Fuck Jay and a sparkling water. I'll have a sparkling water too, but I need to keep warm if it's yeah, cold. Yeah. The one thing I need when I was diagnosed with bowel cancer, I was told that I can get really burnt in the sun, right? So I'm very conscious of being out in the sun. So the one thing that I do need to buy as a priority this week is a cap because once my head, like I'm not saying it's going to be warm, but just in case. Once my head is not burnt from the sun, I'll be okay. Like, So I do need to get a cap. Um, Some sunscreen. Any sports shops want to give me a cap, that'd be <laughs> great. Um, no, I'll get a, I'll get a loan on one of you or something. Yeah, I've got loads of caps. Yeah, and um, but that's one sun. thing I can't forget. Like,
0: We can get sunscreen.
1: Sun cream. It's factor 50, apparently. Apparently like you get sizzled with this chemo. And I'm on chemo tomorrow, so I have to be very careful. Um... And I have, like, big fluffy jackets, so I actually need to find a proper rain jacket. sweat my See, does anyone have one I could borrow out of a sports <laughs> shop? I have to see. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see if I can borrow a fucking... So your brother sent me a list this morning, and I was like, I was just going to rock up in me every day. clobber like...
0: The list, walking boots.
1: Walking mm. boots. Walking trousers. Walking trousers. A stick, a yoke. I had to ask him what it was for going to walk. A gator. A gaiter an alligator cause I'm not <laughs> wearing he was like "Now nah, you don't need that there was a whole list like I'm not even lying
0: he obviously got the list off someone else didn't he oh yeah
1: because it's very professionally done you know don't wear jeans it's advisable not to wear jeans I you, don't want to, you want to go and get yourself a pair of I leggings. don't have anything
0: else other than any jeans any sports shops
1: want to give Eddie <laughs> I
0: don't have anything else other than jeans I wear jeans religiously you can't
1: Ed you're going to have to like venture outside your comfort zone Shorts. dogs oh. are killing each other we're gonna have to venture outside um, your comfort zone and get a pair of like trackies or. I have leggings. got
0: trackies. I can
1: give you a pair of leggings, gym leggings, if you want. But uh. I think I have
0: gym leggings. Yeah, just wear them. And shorts. Yeah, so I'll probably just wear like I think I've got I have gym stuff because once upon a time I was. Going to go to the gym and then thinking about it, it lasted two weeks. And then I was paying the gym for three months. Yeah. I was paying a gym subscription for three months and I went twice in three months.
1: Yeah, but I paid the union and work for seven years, and then they never did fuck all for me. I never even contacted <laughs> them months seven years, 14 quid a fortnight.
0: That's a lot of money. Yeah, what's for
1: nothing. The a, union, you know, I'm the union that make. will fight your corner of yeah, like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. Same thing though, like a lot of money to be wasting. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? So yeah, we have that next Saturday. I won tickets to the Arc Fashion Show, so that's on Thursday next week. So two days before, so me and my friend are going to go out for a night out for that. And then, yeah, the twenty third is the walk, and then tomorrow we've got a we've got a piece out for the Marie Keaton Foundation that's been published online tomorrow. And then last Tuesday when I was sitting outside A&E for two hours waiting to be put somewhere. I, I did an interview with the examiner. And I can't even remember what I said in the interview. <laughs> oh, oh so I was like, shite. So that comes out tomorrow as well. So those two interviews are coming out tomorrow. Um,
0: did you plug the podcast
1: in them? I did plug the podcast in them because I think this is a deadly podcast, so we just need everyone else to think the same.
0: <laughs> Watch now, you've plugged that podcast to that journalist, and I know exactly how journalists work. They right. will, that journalist, probably lovely lovely woman, love, great journalist, she'll take what she wants and she won't put anything in about the podcast I really hope she puts something in about the podcast it'd be really good for us yeah be nice um, Like,
1: uh, and look at the end of the day no matter what happens with this I spend too much time in my life worrying, worrying about what everyone else thinks I don't give a shite like this is something that we are doing and as we said if, it, if, it's, if it's great it's great and if it fails it fails we try it so what but like considering us two and how model like we are, it's not gonna fail.
0: And sure look, if the podcast fails, we'll just move to YouTube or TikTok or so <laughs> yeah. we'll move to a different platform.
1: We go to all the mountains in Ireland and do a do, do yeah. do Jerusalem <laughs> on a mountain, imagine. Um but no, look, that's kind of really the the things that's happening in the next week. Um but the screening piece, there is a lot of work. And if anyone has any ideas or can, or has done any kind of research and is listening, can send it in to us. Like our email and stuff is up on the bio, isn't it? Yeah. I Hate saying that word. It's very pompous. Bio. The link in my bio. Do you not think like? <laughs> Why? Well, because it's even, what everyone says And now. I didn't even know last up oh, to last week that I meant my biography. I didn't know what bio meant. Like uh, I just was are like, you oh, se- are you yeah. serious? Never what do you think it meant? The link in my bio. I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, it's obviously short
1: for biography, no, I like... I not know that. I just thought bio, whatever that means. <laughs> bio, you know? He's a bio. But anyway, uh, I hate saying it. It's really pompous, the link in my bio. Well, the
0: link is in the biography under.
1: Right. But anyway, the links bit. are in the bio, bio, biography, whatever. um, And you can get... Tell me what am I saying again, Adam? You can get the...
0: I'm having to forget what you were saying. <laughs> so, as well. uh, my brain like day you, before chemo and I'm brain You can get um Oh god, I actually can't remember what you were oh, yeah. saying. can you know? I. Um what we oh
1: god. Just listening, is... it was about listening to the podcast, like our like our Instagram page too. Um it's called Just a Tumour of Us. We've, we we you can get that as well. Um and you can listen to the pod on
0: You spend all the time right we're going to talk about this now before we finish. Right, right, go on. So Linda has Linda has this. She can't stay easy, right? Can and I not? From my point of view, right, I ha- I'm left to ed- edit this, which is fine. I don't mind editing. Linda Linda doesn't even know how to put a link on an Instagram story, so she wouldn't be editing the podcast. No, okay? I But what Linda has a terrible habit of doing is right. I place the mics. We're recording at a table this time. Okay, so the last two episodes we were recording and we were holding them ourselves, right? And I have to just tell her now and from that. Point because she kept moving the mm. mic and stuff like that so now I've placed them on a table and still she can't say still she keeps touching the mic she's out there and nearly picking the fucking thing up
1: there does it make a difference if you touch it yes like- it
0: does because the levels like it affects the levels even when you move on the chair so I'm sat on the chair and I'm sat in the same position I've been sat in for the whole podcast mm. you move around and you lie back on the chair and stuff like that and that affects the levels you can't see the levels because they're on my screen
1: Okay, but, but like, it, maybe then you should have explained that to me initially in the beginning, but you didn't, so how am I meant to know? Because like, I
0: didn't think you'd be like a jackrabbit jumping around. I don't
1: sit still on a chair, I always have my feet up, no matter where, well, apparently I'm in work because I have to be professional, but when I'm at home, like, I'll never have my feet in the floor, you really, will see me, even eating my dinner, I'd have my feet up, like, I'm very bad, You just very like your bad, yeah, friend. I'm a lazy bitch, that's why, But um, but, yeah, it's Easter this weekend as well, any plans?
0: Uh, I'm just gonna have cooked dinner and have dinner with family. Family, really. and you you'll just spend it with the kids, will
1: you? Yeah, well, I'm on. Well, I think I might be on chemo tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually text my oncology nurse now in a little bit. Maybe after this, just to see how my bloods are looking. Um, if I'm on chemo, yeah, we won't look. To be honest,ed we haven't really got the money to do it, and we we can't afford to be fucking going away. We could have went away for a few days, but look, it is what it is. Um. We, we'll take them down the park or to the beach or I don't know Easter egg hunt we bought little eggs to do an Easter egg hunt and because we don't have a big garden like we I don't know where we hide them we usually hide them upstairs in all the different rooms and it takes them ages and Carl like puts a lot of time into writing out the clothes. so like they're running around for hours looking for these eggs like um, we we'll do that uh, and then prepare myself for this walk like because it's going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be
0: easy. What preparation have you done for the walk?
1: I've got up. I've got my legs out bed. I woke up, first of all. I've got up, got out of bed, got ready for work, went to work, come home. I haven't done any exercise <laughs> for that. No but I've done a lot of travelling, like, because my job is an hour away, like, from here, like, so.
0: Yeah, but on a bus. So you're not actually no, but I have much to walk work.
1: to the bus twice.
0: Yeah, but the bus stops right outside your house.
1: No, it doesn't. It's not right outside my house. It's five minute walk. <laughs> a five minute walk. <laughs> and then the same, well, not even a five minute walk from work. Like, but yeah, I suppose. But I, you see, it's walking. Like we walk all the time. Why would you need to exercise for walking? Like.
0: Because you don't climb a mountain all the time. But we're
1: like. not. It's not really climb. Like we're not. It's a mountain. Yeah, we're not going to be climbing up. What do you call it? Boulders. The above. most
0: of a hill you ever do is the hill outside your house on the canal with the bridge mm. and walking up that that's the only hill
1: you ever did oh well then you better go and get me a stick maybe two yeah that's what he said <laughs> and a wheelchair <laughs> you need a stick can I have that wheelchair please so yeah maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew but look um, I really want to do this and you know in six months time I might be able to do art and so like do it while I can you know yeah because this is this is kind of the story. Look, I know that when I get my bowel surgery, I'm going to be out of touch for a while, like, for health-wise. So let's get a bit of exercise in now to get healthy for the operation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, get it too. Um, I've kind of started to have dreams about the operation um, as well. So obviously that's playing a bit on my mind, you know, just because of the old guy <laughs> who sits on his tumour. Not anymore, we you used to this tumour. Yeah, so I've started to have dreams about the surgery, so obviously that's just... When you're going through treatment, you fucking... Your
0: dreams have been mad, though.
1: Oh, like, I had a dream last Well, I tell you my dream last night about Charlie, my daughter? Oh, yeah. In the back of a taxi, I battered her. I would never hit my child like it. She's not even a child, she's an adult. But we were having a punch-up in the back of a taxi. We don't even get in taxis together. I woke up, and I was like, oh, my
0: God. They're mad vivid. Do you know what, actually, each week... We're gonna. That's what we're gonna do each week. Part of the podcast, we're gonna talk about your dreams. Cause your dreams have been mad vivid, like really vivid.
1: Yeah. Last night I had one. I know I had one about surgery, but I can't think of what it was. Um. I don't dream dream of mad stuff. Like one night last week, I had a dream four times. Ed, or the week before, I can't remember. I went back asleep four times into the same dream. Never happened in my life, but it was Carl leaving me for another woman. And when I woke up the next morning, I wanted to battle. like I swear and he, he, do you know what it was I've had a few of those dreams where he's been leaving me it was the fact that he didn't care in the dream he like he didn't give a shit and that was the worst thing for me like and then he was saying to me I'm not telling you who she is uh, you'll never find out and all I wanted to rip his head off like oh my god and then I woke up and I was fuming at him. I was like how dare you even be in my dreams thinking about it it's a dream no I know but the, the madness of it like but every time I went to sleep I fell back into that dream which is rare like um, and then I know I had another one about the hospital but I can't think of what it was Um, I think when you have a little bit of fear about surgery it can lead into dreams about like death and stuff which is scary like because obviously sub- is it subconsciously you're thinking about it like and you don't even realise that at times you're thinking about it so yeah I wonder what my dream will be for next week can we'll have know? to get
0: you a dream journal yeah. and you can write everything yeah. down
1: but look, what I want to say is, you know, give us a show. I've had a good few people. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who've contacted me, telling me about their stories. Not just, the, now on my When You Have Hope page, hence why you haven't seen them, but I could always send them on to you. Like, um, like women who have, like, diverticulitis, which seems to be a, a really common condition that I don't really have much information about. It's called diverticulitis. Like, and some women end up having, and men, end up having like colostomy bags from it like it's a really serious thing Um, I've never heard of it and I suppose until you're in a situation where it's like I probably know so much more about breast cancer if I had breast cancer Mm -hmm. but because I've got bowel cancer a lot of people tell me their stories you know Um, and if I had a few people who would have said they would come on and talk about it you know which is great Mm -hmm. and I think we should start doing that soon because then I'll shut up
0: yeah, and we will start We will start having people on and it'll be yeah. good to kind of have a chat with and them. we and might
1: get one or two some Celebrities. <laughs> <some. laughs> we'll say no more um, about that at the yeah. minute. Um, um,
0: so, yeah, so that's all for this episode. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the Mountain Walk next week. Donate
1: to the GoFundMe. Come to Melissa Mountain and uh, watch me make a fucking Egypt myself. Um, and, yeah, follow us on... Just a tumor of us uh, Instagram page. Thanks. <laughs> That's
0: Linda's plug. That's plug. <laughs> so, That's my plug. So yeah, so Mountain Walk next week, we will be, if you have your chemo, we'll be recording the podcast this start
1: of the week. We will. I'm a chemo tomorrow, hopefully, so we will be recording early next week because I'll be walking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I've got the fashion show on Thursday night, so I'm kind of busy at the end of next week. Mm. Um, if you've any... Uh, any um what's the word i'm looking for see this is my brain suggestions suggestions on good walking boots that are cheap and places we can get them give us a shout uh nothing too expensive would be uh great i mean carl's saying sports direct but i don't really want to be wearing big heavy canal boats on my feet like so Uh,
0: what about them boots that you wore to the hospital (laughs) oh my
1: god the weight of them things
0: um yeah, so we're gonna do the walk next week. We'll record the pod. We're gonna record next week's episode before we do the walk, so yeah. it won't be till episode five mm. when we, we discuss the walk and stuff. And we, episode five, we'll have Jay who organised it all, which is my brother and Linda's yeah. cousin. We will. He will be on that episode, and we'll have a chat and we'll a breakdown of how the walk went, yeah. what we done. But during the walk, we'll have videos up on our socials of Linda's. Check-ins, we're and, and i check-in.
1: check-ins as well because he's coming to keep me company. And don't forget, guys, ten o'clock at the start of the Moylussa mountain in County Clare. Be, come before ten, but we will be definitely be there just before ten.
0: And we'll put details up on social uh, media where it is on yeah. our social medias. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all for this week. Follow us, give the podcast a rating, uh, we're and a listen, and yeah. no, just share. Let us know what both. you think.
1: Um, We like we don't mind criticism, but if if you're going to be a cheeky fucker, then keep it to yourself, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, even if it's all criticism is good criticism because it it helps us learn. Um, But yeah, we'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.